November 27th, Wolf Creek Pass, today. The Range Rover slews sideways as it rounds the bend near the first scenic overlook east of the Continental Divide. The driver pumps the brakes and manages to regain traction on the ice. Only a guardrail separates him from plummeting into the deep valley and to his death. The lodgepole pines clinging to the sheer slope are brown from the assault of pine beetles. This second storm had descended out of the blue. It was forecast to pass well to the southwest through northern Arizona and New Mexico, but the El Nino winds kicked up off the Pacific and hurled the front against the western slope of the Rockies without warning. The road crews had barely had time to plow the pass from the last storm before the snow added a fresh dusting to the lingering ice. They'd already passed two cars that had slid off the road and were now buried under drifts, their taillights peering out like malevolent eyes, their occupants riding out the storm. Len Badgett wasn't about to join them. He didn't pay seventy-five grand for an SUV with the expectation of sleeping in it. He'd narrowly made it through before the Colorado Department of Transportation closed the pass and locked the gates behind him. A half-dozen long-haul truckers had been camped at the top of the pass. He briefly entertained the notion of pulling off and joining them, but he had a 10 a.m. deposition and wasn't about to have his fast-tracked partnership derailed by Mother Nature. He'd driven this stretch of road a hundred times since his years as an undergrad and knew every bend and straightaway like the back of his hand. He wouldn't be able to justify another night away anyway. His wife thought he was attending a conference in Dallas and would kill him if she found out about the woman asleep in the passenger seat beside him. Ashley Gale was an intern at Halsey, Pruitt, and Klein and had claimed she could dust him on the slopes any day. They never found out, though. They didn't make it out of the lodge once during the entire weekend. She wore yoga pants and a baggy wool sweater and had her legs drawn up to her chest. The curvature of her thighs and her butt, the way they tapered to her tiny waist. The rear of the vehicle kicks out. Len taps the brakes to straighten it out again. He stretches his fingers, then grips the wheel even tighter. He needs to focus. He can barely see the fresh white sheet that passes for the road through the onslaught of snowflakes. There are no brake lights to guide him, no tracks through the virgin snow. He keeps one eye on the guardrail to his right and eases closer to the center of the road. If any cars made it through before they closed the other side of the pass, he'll see them coming with plenty of warning. At least he hopes he'll be able to. The way the clouds have settled into the valley, he can barely see more than fifty feet ahead of him, let alone into the forest uphill and to his left, at the top of the twenty-foot embankment where they cut the highway into the side of the mountain. He passes a diamond-shaped sign, its face crusted with ice. It's there to caution him that the road ahead has a seven percent grade, which means that for every hundred feet of travel, the road descends seven feet beneath him, three hundred and seventy feet for every mile. He eases off the gas and crosses farther into the oncoming lanes, away from the guardrail slowly vanishing under the snow. The windshield wipers flap back and forth. Thumpshra, thumpshra. The blades are thick with ice, and the arcs on his windshield seemingly narrow by the second. He turns up the blower on the defrost until it feels like the fires of hell blow directly into his eyes. Thumpshra, thumpshra. Ashley stirs and mutters something unintelligible. 
she turns her face toward him. A lock of her long blonde hair clings to the corner of her mouth. Thumshra, thumshra. Len returns his attention to the road. His eyes are dry, tired. He turns up the radio and cracks the window. The cold air bites at his ear and clears the fog he hadn't noticed forming at the periphery of the windshield. His fingertips are cold from gripping the wheel so hard. He makes a conscious effort to relax his grip and taps the brakes to slow even more. Thumshra, thumshra. He glances at the speedometer. Twenty-five. Twenty. It's a six-hour drive back to Denver under ideal conditions, and it's already quarter past ten. If he goes straight to the office, he can shower and change and be ready in half an hour, but he can't show up with Ashley. He'll have to drop her off. The ABS kicks in with a grinding sound, and still the car slides around the curve.